right, guys, welcome to episode 138 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy, Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And this week we talk about The Flash. We talk about Transformers, Rise of the Beast, Atlanta, uh, Kiki's Delivery Service, Elemental, <clears throat> Street Fighter VI, Final Fantasy sixteen, Target fucking people, uh, Taylor Swift <laughs> fucking people by only putting certain colors on certain albums in certain locations. <laughs> um... <laughs> We talk about the NBA Finals very briefly, and we also talk about the devastation that is Ever's favorite movie franchise being pushed back 33 years with James Cameron <laughs> dead body directing. But first... start with some things we've been watching uh i, I see you've got uh, a few movies and maybe a show on here based on the name i don't yep. recognize um so go ahead but start with one or one of those yeah yeah so i'll start with the i guess the i mean well, not the biggest movie but definitely the one that i think had the most conversation around it um which is the flash i went to see the flash i would say it movie. was probably like maybe in dollars not the biggest but i felt mm-hmm. like it was the most anticipated and Therefore, I would kind of consider it the biggest, if that makes oh, sense. Oh yeah, no, yeah, definitely, definitely. I think I think Transformers made a little bit more than than this one, but um, this was the, definitely the one that I think. Um, it also has the most. I, I think the most that you could talk about it, if that makes sense. Um, so it's the new movie, or it's one of the last movies in the old DC universe before they reset the whole thing, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a leftover from the previous regime. And so it's this one, Blue Beetle, and Aquaman two, and then that's it. And they're going to take two years off and then restart with a new Superman movie. And so, uh, so this is the Flash played by Ezra Miller, um, and so the movie as a whole, I think, is actually above average. I think it's good. I had a lot okay. of fun with it. It's a two two hours twenty, two, almost two hours thirty. But I, I never felt like it was like slow or plodding or or it has a breakneck speed, which I think sometimes it's good and bad because by the time that you know, there's like, so you're like, bam, but we're going to do this and this and this and this. And you're like on board. By the time that ends, that those sequences end, you're like, so what are we doing? So why, why, why is this going on? Right. Which <laughs> right. in a good movie, you shouldn't be that. So I mean, like the first Avengers, it moves that fast. But then you're always like, okay, now they're going to do this. And now they're on board with this. You never like, wait, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. So um, just, just uh, to kind of echo that, um, I have not seen it, but my, my dad went to see it and his yeah. response was, um, also, because he was talking about something else, he's like, also, Flash was a mess. <laughs> he was like, yes. He said, he said, would not recommend. He said, it takes some of the storyline from the Flashpoint Paradox, other stuff, and all just kind of slams it together, and it's not very coherent. <laughs> like, it, it, make, and it makes no sense. Like, it, it doesn't. So the movie works best when it's Ezra Miller doing. So uh, Barry goes back in time. I, I think it's in the trailer. So he goes back in time or something. He changes something and it, it creates like a whole new thing. And that's another thing. So I was on Sydney. I was like, these people think that we're dumb or like they like we're like we're nerds. We're gonna nerd this out. We're gonna point this stuff out. But time travel is not fucking multiverse travel. 
Okay, it's not they're not one in the same. Just because you go back in time doesn't mean that you can go to a different multiverse, right? They, they're just saying that so that you they, so they could bring in Batman, right? So, but anyway, so he goes back in time. It's in the trailer. I'm pretty sure I haven't watched it, but he goes back in time and he creates like a new one. So there's two Barry Allens, mm-hmm. and the movie works best when it's doing that. When it's like a young Barry Allen who's just about to, he just got his powers, and then like the older one, and it's like them playing off of each other, doing like a parent trap kind of thing. And then when it's like him and then like his mom and his dad and like that drama stuff. But and I'm like, cool. All you got to do now is give me a villain that's like compelling. And you got yourself a nice solid like Aquaman movie just a standalone. A Wonder Woman, right? right? But instead the movie goes, no, not going to do none of that. Here's fucking everything that has ever happened in DC. We got Batman. We got Supergirl. We got fucking multiverse. We got the cameos up the ass. We got this fucking storyline and that storyline. And by the time the movie's done, you're like, you're like, wait, so this is a movie about the Flash? So why is Barry Allen barely in the movie, kind of, toward the end? And why doesn't he get the best action scenes? Like, literally, the best action scenes are both Batman-related. Okay. And so then you're like, okay, so, like, so then why did we do this, right? But it sucks because the stuff that works, man, it works so well. Like, the pacing, like I said, it's, it's, it's fast-breaking. It, it moves. Ezra Miller, unfortunately, is great at both Barry's. <laughs> Um, they're like, like I said, like sometimes you, you know, they, they do like, um, you know, like a parent trapping, right? Wait, where it's like, you know, uh, 180, like one over the shoulder and the other one. Right. And right. they just keep doing that. They change their hair, they, they change their clothes and they just, you know, sort of play off of each other. And it works. Like there's sometimes you'll be like, wait, oh shit, it's the same person. Oh damn. Oh wow. Yeah. Because they're so good at playing two people like Lindsay Lohan and parent trap and other movies where they use that. Um, also the movie, this is a weird little sidebar thing. They use this. Well, so the CGI is fucking dude horrendous, like horrendous. I saw like, some, some pretty this, awful looking CGI on Twitter. It was bad, and like people are like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they said it in the desert." That's like the worst. I'm like, no. I mean, if the desert looked good, the movie would be good. It's just that the, the the CGI is just dude. Like, I don't get how they just awful, like awful, awful stuff. Like sort of like I was watching. Um, I got the Avatar 4K on in the mail yesterday and I was watching I was like wow incredible like it's insanely immersive everything looks so detailed like you see the fucking pores on the people and then I remembered oh yeah the flash has the same budget or close to the same budget and it looks like ass <laughs> but so and so they do this thing so so you know you you imagine a movie that has two one actor playing two characters right right and if it's like a static shot facing both of them they're in the same frame you, what do you do right you probably dress them up you yep. set the camera still you set them up you do the and they go all right, cut. Oh, you do and, the and you do the next person. You do them doing it again from the other side yeah. as the other person, and then you just stitch right. them together. You just stitch them together, yeah. right? But this movie decides to do, even though the camera isn't moving, one is like a the real Ezra, and the other one is clearly a CGI version of. It. Oh no! Or that. Why? And it looks awful, dude. It is like straight up Polar Express shit. Oh no! And so I, but the thing is, like I shit on it. But I had a lot of fun watching it. And it makes no sense, right? So I'm like, wait, what's Michael Keaton doing here? And then they give him an awesome action scene. And you're like, fuck yeah, let's go. And then you're like, wait, what's this new Supergirl doing here? And then she's got like fucking awesome pathos right off the bat. And she like her action scenes are actually pretty good. You're like, damn, awesome. And then you're like, wait, so why is Ezra Miller still the Flash? And they have like a nice little back and like scene with their parent, with their mom. Or they have a scene with, with themselves, you know, playing off of each other. And you're like... That's why, bro. Because he's fucking down, right? Right. And so every time that they do one step forward, the two, maybe not two steps back, but one and a half back. And right. so 
oh, as a whole, like your dad said, I could not recommend it. I, like, and and also at the end, are you gonna watch it? Do you think you're probably watch not? It? Okay, I, so I would have four... considered it if it hadn't been getting such awful reviews. But yeah, it, it, it's it's not. It's, I think if it was at one forty five, like an hour forty five, I'd be like, you just check it out. Right. Like I said, if it was just this, just the Flash story, like right? Because I was like, I was watching well, it, and I didn't ever watch the show. Right. The Flash. I was like, I have never seen a just uh uh you know how like Spider Man one the the Tobey Maguire one just like a simple Spider Man yeah right. Imagine the first movie Spider Man movie you ever saw was like No Way Home or Into the Spider Verse. <laughs> You'd be like, so but like who is this character right? Who is right. Peter Parker right? Because maybe nerds know, but I don't. And so, and so at the end, right? They you I'm sure you've seen this on Twitter. The universe is he like because he's you know he fucked up he's he's merging the timelines or some fucking bullshit they don't explain right you see like universes from other other like places right okay and they get like this Nicholas Nicholas Cage was in a, was gonna be in a Superman movie that got canceled in the nineties and there's like a whole like super niche story about how the bad the main bad monster was gonna be a giant spider and in this scene he's you see him fighting a giant spider and then he looks to the horizon and then you can see through the thing and then you see like the superman from the 1940s and then like the flash from like the 1960s and i'm like so when those people are dead and you see christopher reeves and you're like okay cool superman okay, cool. and there's people who are dead but then i'm like if you're doing these like super niche references that most of the audience will not understand yeah, i've never nicholas known cage. that nicholas cage was supposed to do a superman movie and fought a giant spider in the exactly failed superman and i'm like movie. I'm like, who is this for? I mean, I understood it. I'm like, me, but that's because I'm turning turning online. I'm like, who, who is, like, like, imagine taking, like, just like the lay person. Right. person who goes to the movies once a year, and you're like, hey, here's, you know, what's Nicolas Cage? They're going to be like, what the fuck is this? Right. When they could have easily done, like, the guy who played Superman in Smallville. Smallville was kind of big. Right. 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 Um, did you ever watch Entourage? Uh, I did not, but I, well, I mean, like, I, I know of it. Yeah, so one of the seasons, uh, Vinny, Vin, Vin Chase, Vincent Vin Chase, the main guy, he plays Aquaman. Aquaman, yeah. I was about to say, I yeah. feel like I knew that for some reason. Yeah, and so like you probably you know the you knew those things more than like the, the Nicholas, fucking Nicholas Cage, yeah, right? And you don't have to defile dead people, right? People could be like, oh, Smallville, I remember that show. I never watched it, but I know that guy. Right. I'm like, oh shit, Vin, Vincent Chase from oh, he plays Aquaman in another universe. Cool, or like the Lego Batman. You know, right. or I don't know, like any of the other Brandon, the guy who played Superman in the two thousand in the like, Superman Returns, and I'm like, w- 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 it, it's like they pass a layup for a three, right? It's when you're in fast break, and instead of doing a simple layup, you go, no, we're gonna kick it to Nicolas Cage in the corner, nobody's gonna right. get this, and and, it's like, and when and when the three goes in, it's dope, but when it fails, you're like, wow, that was fucking stupid, like, and exactly. so this is the this this is the three clanking off the rim, and everybody's like, what the fuck did they do that for? Exactly, you hear sometimes some people in the audience like, oh, okay, right? It's like we're gonna hear that in the audience. <laughs> Um, but overall, I mean, I don't want to keep dragging on it because it's not worth it, but not worthwhile, but it, it's fun. If you are a completionist or if you like want to finish all these movies, check it out. But if you're just like a regular human, you can skip this. Um, my favorite thing about this is that we talked about all the shit that Ezra Miller did and like, you know, because they were in the 
news cycle pretty frequently for some <laughs> some mistakes or uh, incidents. Uh, and we were always like, yeah, they got to cancel them. Like they have to, you know, like they have to cancel yeah. this movie and get him out or them out and re uh, recast, right? Yeah. And then like the whole thing was, we said that fact that they were going through with it meant that this movie had to be like the best thing that had ever happened to DC. Like the exactly. fact that they oh, yeah. were like, this has got to be the best movie ever for them to just be yes. like fucking mm-hmm. trucking through. And then it comes out, everyone's like, yeah, that's kind of bad. <laughs> like, what the exactly. Fuck? And then it's like, wow. And then it makes no money. Like, <laughs> you guys are out it, of touch. <laughs> yeah. And it's in, and that's, and like, if you were like, all right, would you rather watch The Flash or Daredevil 2003? I'd be like, dude, give me The Flash every day of the week, right? Right. It's another case of, it used to be much worse. Way worse. Right. But still, nowadays, you know, we come, we've come accustomed, you know, Marvel puts out an 85% Rotten Tomatoes movie in its sleep, or almost, you know, like right. 75, let's say 75% Rotten Tomatoes score movie in its sleep, right? Um, and, but yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's just not what it, the, what it should be. And, the first Wonder Woman was huge. I feel like the second one was, like, people were like, ooh, what happened? Um, yeah. This one was... Oh, was... I watched this over that second one. Uh, oh, easily. man. I didn't know the second yeah, that one was second that one... bad. I've never watched it, but I didn't know it was that bad. <laughs> It's not bad. It's just kind of boring. Like, like, yeah. like, just kind of like it's just like scenes happen, and there's like no momentum. They just kind of go on. Like, it, it's like it needed one person to go through and cut like 15 minutes, but not like 15 minutes in total, but 15 minutes accumulatively, like 30 seconds here, one minute there, just because right. the movie just kind of okay. Oh, Diana. Oh, you're in a museum. Okay. All right. Well, next scene. Oh, Chris Pine's coming back. Cool. <laughs> oh, well, let's get on this plane. Right. It's yeah. just very boring. We would watch this a thousand, you know, every single time. What now? But it's just like I don't know. Like they had the good. I feel like the the what led to the downfall was actually that Wonder Woman movie being good. It's because that Wonder Woman movie, the first one, was so good that everyone was like, oh, "DC can do it," and then they just fumbled it beginning to end. Like they, I'm trying to think. Mm-hmm. Batman vs Superman bad. Wonder Woman two bad. Aquaman was okay, as from what I heard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. A Flash movie uh, that was supposed to be the savior, bad. Like it's just like Suicide Squad, the first Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, ass. ass. Second one, okay. Black uh, Adam. Ugh. Oh yeah, Black Adam, not good. Uh, and like the Robert Pattinson Batman is like a separate thing, right? Like, I'm, yeah, it's, yeah. Are we ever gonna get anything again with that, or is that like just yeah. like one and done? No, no, yeah. When James Gunn announced his like his first phase of his slate, he said that there's gonna be stories that are gonna be running parallel to like the main universe. They're going to be called, like, Other Stories or Other Universe. Some, some sort of a sub... Not subtitle in the actual title, but, like, in the marketing. Yeah. So, like, that one. Uh, the Joker. Joker 2 the, the, that's coming out. Okay. Um, I'm sure they'll do maybe one more thing that'll be, like, a leftover that's too successful to just, you know, pull the plug on. But, yeah, that okay. th- there's a sequel for that coming, yeah. It's a shame that, like, if they're doing this world building, like, if... So, here's the thing. I mean, I feel like DC should quit trying to do this um, at this point. But you bring in James Gunn you hand him the keys and you're like, figure it out. And you know, maybe it works, but it's just a shame that if it does work, and it's like a universe that the like Robert Pattinson thing is not going to be. Cause like I, he was really good. I actually like really love that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, so the flash did not pan out. Nope. Like, uh, 
Flash in the pan. Isn't that how this is? <laughs> Fuck me, bro. I'm terrible. <laughs> so. Oh, brother. <laughs> I had to think about it, too. It's like, if I say flash in the pan, that's not what the phrase is. I'm going to feel real dumb. Um, yeah, so the flash. Um, I'll talk about uh, something I've been watching, which is that yeah. uh, I've been watching Atlanta. I finished uh, season two. I'm like halfway through season three. Um, really good. Uh, I texted you. I was like, man, that Teddy Perkins episode was something, huh? Like, <laughs> that was a very weird episode. Um, I, I feel like it had, like, the same kind of vibes as, uh, Ronnie Lilly from Barry. But I think I like yes. this one more because Atlanta has always leaned into that kind of, like, weird, surreal you know what I mean? Aspect of things. Whereas to yeah. me, Ronnie Lilly felt like weirdly out of place uh, in Barry. Like the, the tone felt a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah. So anyways, Teddy Perkins episode was weird but good. Um, yeah. Have you gotten to the episode where Ern challenges someone to a race? <laughs> yes, bro. He's, he's like he's like. Sometimes you just gotta let the let these people know, and he's like, and I haven't raced six races in the past like ten minutes, and then gets dusted. <laughs> it just cuts to the hair in the car. Yeah, it's Michael Vick. <laughs> it was great. Um, also great with a similar kind of vibe is uh, you know. Earn fucks up that whole thing where they stay with the girl at the college for the gig they're doing. And, oh, uh, yeah. So they get, like, they find that, like, college frat or whatever, and then uh, it ends up, like, they're riding home, and he's he's shitting on Tracy. Like, they're arguing. He's like, he's like, get out the car. I'm going to beat the And then he just gets fucking rocked. Oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah. And my favorite part of that, and I don't know why, like, it just hit me the way it was done, right? So, like... Yeah. Ern gets rocked. He gets back in the car. He's just sitting in the back. It's like this super tense. And like Tracy's in the front, just does like, you know, a little shoulder shrug. Like he clearly doesn't give a shit. Like he's just like, whatever. And like as they pull off, Tracy pulls up the fucking, that like, could, like the fucking musket pistol blunderbuss that he took from the fucking frat. He's oh, just yeah. like, he's like, <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you doing with that? Uh, <laughs> the, um, Oh, the scene that always kills me is, I think, early on in the season where Tracy's he's doing a job interview, right? Yeah. He's got, like, he's got the uh, the do-rag on, and then he tries to get the shoes, and he's like, they got a no-chase policy, and he just walks out and runs out with the shoes. He walks right out. And the guy just stares at Ernie. He's saying like, this guy can't do anything while the guy is right next to him. Yeah. <laughs> and Ernie just watches that dude watch Tracy leave. Uh-huh. <laughs> And then yeah, he, he looks at a pair of shoes, and I'm like, please tell me Ern just walks out with the shoes after seeing that. But he doesn't. <laughs> but I was like, that's amazing. Uh, that one's it's kind of, yeah, season two, I, I, I guess I'm thinking about it now. It's got some great episodes. The Cat Williams one, I think it's the season it's, Yeah, it's the season premiere. premiere. <laughs> yeah, that one's great. He's like, you don't have no alligator. <laughs> the kid in the back's like, yes, he do. That's the <laughs> alligator man. <laughs> He's like, that's me. I'm the alligator man. Um, yeah, that was no, great. That was um, great. Even like the one where uh, Vanessa goes to, doesn't she go to, like a Drake, uh, Drake's New Year's party or Drake? Oh party yeah, but he's not even there, and they're like taking pictures with the cutout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, show, shows shows great. That season's good. Um, mm-hmm. It like 
the turn it took at the end of the season was like solid because it, it gave mm-hmm. it like a little depth and, and seriousness, like as opposed to just being like a weird show. Um, yeah. So I like that. Um, but yeah, Atlanta season two. I mean, I, I feel like you don't need me to tell you to go watch it, but I mean, it, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. And, um, in season three, I think I would say one and two are, I mean, it's been a while since I've watched them. So I'd probably say like, I guess a or a minus for both. I, I, I can't, it's been years, but season three, I think is very recent. And that one, I probably give like a B or a B plus. Well, no, 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 no. Probably like a B plus or an A minus because, so the thing, and then the thing that they do in season three was, which was the season that they did, I think just after COVID is, I think it's only six or seven episodes, mm-hmm. but they do, um, uh, they zigzag. So like the first episode's about Ern and the guys and everybody. And then the, epi- the no, even episode. No, are, oh. the, the first episode oh. of season three. So here's the thing. I've I've had now like I feel like two episodes that like have nothing to do with anything yes. really. Mm-hmm. Um the first one is like the black kid that gets kicked out of his house and like goes lives with the yeah. white uh lesbian parents and I think yeah. I think that mimics or kind of follows the storyline of a real event. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't remember the exact specifics, but I remember that being a thing. Um but obviously this time that the kid gets out. Um so there was that, and it just ends with, like, with, that episode ends with, like, the kid hearing the mom say, like, these white people gonna kill you. And then Ern wakes up with a white girl next to him that never really gets addressed in any real meaningful yeah. way. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Um, there was that one. Just, but yeah, go ahead. The whole, yeah, because this whole season zigzags, right? Like, yeah. I think every, so in that case, it's every odd episode is, like, a one-off anthology type episode. And... Those I dug way more than like them, them, like the main cruise really episodes. Yeah, um, yeah, but then season four, they're right back in Atlanta. It's all of them. The whole it's like back to normal, and then that one's great. But there is there's one episode that I think is an all time all time episode that's shot like a documentary that I was dying laughing um, during. But you'll get to it in season four. But yeah, season three is pretty good, and I think the yeah. anthology episodes so, are really interesting. So season three, episode four, is the one I just watched on lunch. Uh, there's ten episodes this season. But episode mm-hmm. four is the where they get reparations, and the dude oh, yes. is mm-hmm. like, yeah. gets you know what I mean? And he has that mm-hmm. talk with the other guy, and he's like, you know, all the things that you feel bad about are things we kind of already did to them. So, yeah. and, But then he goes and like shoots himself in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, now that I'm looking at it, so the third episode was Old Man in the Tree, which is amazing. Where fucking Paperboy's trying to cut down that tree in the middle of the thing because the guy won't give him his money. Yes, um, yeah. And then the the Center Claus is coming to town where oh, they're with yeah. the blackface. What killed me mm-hmm. is the little kid rides by, they ask the driver, he's like, so what's that about? He's like, oh, it's Santa's little helper. And yeah, the reason he's got a black face is because he fell down the chimney. And <laughs> Ern's like... I don't believe you, but I respect the rebrand. <laughs> He's like, it kind of sounds like Santa's slave, but I respect the rebrand. Um, and then Ern's like, or uh, Paperboy's about to get it. He's like, fell down the chimney. The guy's like, yeah. He's like, okay. And just gets in it like, oh man, that shit was great. Um, but yeah, uh, so anyways, Atlanta, uh, season two and halfway through season three, pretty good. All right, so uh, what else you got? Yeah, I'll knock out two pretty quickly. Um, one is Transformers: Rise of the Beasts, and this one, uh, I, I guess I would—I don't know. Like, it's just 
it's okay. I don't know. Like it's like it's like one of those movies. Like I watched it and I was like, that was I was expecting more. And then now I'm like looking back. I'm like, would I watch this or the Flash? And I honestly don't know, because yeah. at least the Flash is like Gonzo and like some of the shit. You're just like, what the fuck? And this is just very like, like imagine like the Michael Bay Transformers, except take away any kind of style or like authorship. It's just very. It's like the blandest. Just it, it, it's it's like. It, 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 there's no personality to it. Right. But there is some good to it. You know, like, uh, Anthony Ramos, the main actor in it, he's, he's he's really good in it. But then, everything else, just it's just like, like, if you were like, oh, like, do you care about these characters? I'm like, I guess, because, like, the movie's telling me to, but, like, I don't, I don't know. It, it's, it's the most B-minus movie you can imagine, where there's nothing bad that you There's nothing like, compelling, either. Yeah, but there's nothing compelling, right? There, like, I'm trying to, I'm struggling to remember, like, a memorable line or an action scene and I'm like, eh, and like, I don't know. And like, the, it just, yeah. I mean, if you're a fan of Transformers, I guess watch it. But like, if you're just a normal person, like, there's, dude, there's no need. And like, it, it was like one of those things where like, so I watched this one, right? And then I, I pulled up on Sydney's iPad, I pulled up Dark of the Moon, the third Transformers, uh-huh. the one with from Michael Bay, the one where they fucking destroy Chicago yeah. in the finale. It's like an hour long finale. You, you've seen it, right? I have not, but. But the, so in that one, the, the whole it's two and a half hours, and literally, dude, like the last hour, they have to go into Chicago because the Decepticons have taken over and like fortressed it up, and it's just one massive giant fucking action scene with just like these insane stunts and stuff. And sure, they got like you know like Michael Bay stuff, you know, like slightly racist, <laughs> you know, or like it t- like uh, those horrible camera angles, low angles, like orange and blue, like garish colors to it. But there's like something, right? You can tell that it's from somebody who makes movies that look a certain way. Right. And this is just like you put it on a tripod and you move it. Oh, Optimus! It's the coda of Transformers. <laughs> it is. It's literally is. Except, it's the coda of Transformers, except the coda of filmmaking is also the coda story. Like the, no, no, it's it's, not, it's like the coda version of you know what I'm saying? Like, right, right, right. Yeah. It's it's code of filmmaking, both in the filmmaking and in the story. If that makes sense, it's yeah. just kind of like, oh, cool. Oh, we got this this bit. Oh, we got the MacGuffin. Oh, but guess what? It's two parts. Oh, gotta get, gotta go to another country to get it. Let's go. To, you know, yeah, exactly. And none of the action scenes really look great. The special effects look murky. Um, and I, like I said, I literally went home and I pulled up action scenes from like previous ones to be like, ah, oh, that's the good stuff. Ah, oh, let me cleanse the palette. Yeah. So like. I, I I had this thought already, and then I saw it like kind of as like a sarcastic joke on Twitter, um, and I can't remember what the other example was, but they were like, "Isn't it funny how like some studios have gotten the message of base like I can't remember exactly how it was worded, but it's like it, it's funny how these some of these studios like keep putting more money into IPs." Just because they're established, even though people don't give a shit about them anymore, and it's not doing well. And then you have other uh, companies that are like not committed to doing sequels until like everybody loves it, and they're like, "Well, I guess." And they're like John Wick Four, like you know, like every time a new John Wick come, like, like people still love it, and they're like, "All right, fuck it, another one." Um, it's like all these things that weren't originally meant to be like large IPs just keep mm. getting movies because they're super popular. But like, 
Meanwhile, it might have been the DC movies and like this Transformer movie. It's like they just keep putting them out because they feel like they need to. <laughs> right, right. It's, like it's the too big like, to fail of fucking movie. <laughs> yes, it's like it, it, to me, like, and it, it, it makes no because you're totally right. It makes no sense. Like, it's like who who's who's forcing you to make these, right? Like, or, like I remember remember when um, a couple years ago, Sony had to make Spider Man movies. Or else the rights would go back to Marvel. They had right. to, right? That I understand. Like, okay, cool. You don't want the other guys to make money. Like Marvel is like looking at them, like, bro, I, like, like I will, I'm gonna fuck up this steak that you're mishandling, right? You're just kind of leaving it out on the countertop. I could fucking kill it and make an awesome steak, and you're just kind of like letting it rot, right? Mm-hmm. And Sony was like, well, I don't want to just give it back. And so they made movies, and you know they got lucky. They made they they partnered with them. They made the MCU movies, and now they're making the Spider Verse movies. So they got lucky. Yeah. But then here I'm like, who wants Transformer brands? Like, right? Who who's like, if you don't make a Transformers movie, it's going back to to who Hasbro? What the fuck are they going to do with it? Right. So it was Scott Mendelson, and he says it's uh, we're seeing the relative failure of franchise installments driven by studio shareholder demand. Flash, mm-hmm. Transformers Seven, Fast X, etc. Um, meanwhile, because folks love the last one sequels like Creed Three, John Wick Four, Spider Verse Two are flourishing, and it's like it's just they fucking people love it. So like, cool, we'll just keep doing more if that's what the people want. Whereas like we're just dragging this dead body down the race. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. And this one is so interesting because it's like, so you know, the last one was Bumblebee. And yeah. that one was really well received critically, and I think most people would probably say that's the best Transformers. I would say it's the best Transformers movie. Okay. And but I think it it benefits from, uh, just it, like, uh, it has a huge crutch in that it's a coming of age story, which is you could do, it's I don't want to say it's the easiest. Hard to fuck those up. Hard to fuck this up. Exactly. It's very simple. You just, everybody goes through the, the the growing pains. You just stick a fucking alien robot over it, and then it, it pretty much money. The movie sort of makes itself. Not really, because right. it does take time, but, you know, it's the easiest one. That, like a rom-com, maybe. Um, what's another one? That's that, that similar to, like, coming up. But anyway, it's hard to fuck this up, because everybody goes through growing things. And so it makes what you would think. They'd be like, oh, let's do Bumblebee, colon, Rise of the Beast. We'll do Bumblebee. We'll bring back into Steinfeld. We'll maybe, you know, Optimus will be a supporting character, since clearly Bumblebee is, like, the critical one. But it says they go... Oh, we're going to fuck all that. Gonna, <laughs> and then we're just going to put Transformers back out and sort of like, like do like a switcheroo and hope that audiences don't notice. Be like, oh, you guys like this? You guys like this? Psych! We're going to give you this. And it's like, so why? Like, so- Yeah, so I just assumed this was a runoff of the Bumblebee one, because, but it's not. Like, it, it's- it is? Are you, do you think you're going to watch it? Nope. Okay, spoilers for, for Transformers or the Beast if you're going to watch it for like a minute. Dude, Bumblebee dies like 10 minutes in. Oh, okay. <laughs> he gets killed in the first big action scene. And they, you know, they're they like, oh, well, you know, we got to bring around his corpse because we're going down to where there's Energon and they might bring him back. And then at the end, he comes in, he gets revived, and then he comes in during the final action scene and then he like, you know, kicks ass and helps him win. But the movie is Bumblebee-less for like 60% of it in the middle. Oof. And so then I'm like, so, so I'm like, oof. Did you guys talk to like a, like a, just like a regular person like 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 for me I was like oh, I love Bumblebee I'm excited to see this new one I, you know he's back in the regular crew and then they fucking kill him <laughs> and they're like oh okay you could you could it was like a it, it went over in the audience like a lead balloon like not because people were like like it wasn't like end of Infinity War sad it was like oh damn oh that hurts it was kind of like 
what the fuck? Why? <laughs> like, that's the right? reason I came here. Exactly. It's like it's like if they killed. Well, not really. It's kind of like if they killed John Wick twenty minutes in, and the rest of the movie was about fucking uh, what's his name? Common, the old man. <laughs> his, his Com- friend. Common. I know that's not common, who you're talking yeah. about, but I'm saying common. <laughs> <laughs> Ian McShane, I forget his character. Winston. He's like the movie's Winston. Yeah. So, uh, I'm just here running the hotel and, you know, running a hotel for an hour and a half until John Wick comes back to life. It's like, well, that's not what we came here for. We're like, you know, John Wick. <laughs> right. right? And so it just makes no sense. It's, it's, it's very weird that they did that, but it's not offensive, right? Like, it doesn't, it, it, there's no point where I'm like, that made no sense. What a piece of shit. It's, it's, it wasn't Black Adam. Right? right, where it's aggressively where I'm like, fuck this movie. <laughs> you know, it's just B. <laughs> it's just a B movie. Oh just man, <laughs> just a simple, <laughs> simple movie just across the board. But the highs of the flash are higher, but the lows are also lower. But this is just like a steady, just like yeah, neat, yeah, yeah, cool. It's like uh, you, you know, you ever see that movie, the GIF, where it's like a guy opens a book and it's called Sensible Chuckle. It's like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, great, good times, good times. Right? Like, that's all the movie. Right. Is. Um, so that's Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Rise of the Beasts. If you like it, if you like like Transformers movies, which weirdly I think have a lot of fans somehow, um, they're a vocal minority. Um, watch it. But if you don't, kind of like The Flash, you don't have to. You can just skip it. Um, and then I'll do, um, I'll do the two animated movies super quick. Right. Uh, Elemental, I watched Elemental and Kiki's Delivery Service, both, uh, great. One's the new Pixar one, one's the old Miyazaki movie. I was about to say, isn't that from the, the Kiki's Delivery Service? I feel like I've heard of it being from the guy who did Spirited Away, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was from, like, I think, like, 1980-something, 1990-something. Yeah, nice. It's one of his early ones. They're doing, well, every year now, they've been doing it for three or four years now. Every year, the local AMC does... I think it's like a not even, it, it's like a fathom event. So like every month they do a different Miyazaki movie, both dub and sub. So I think like this month June was Kiki's. Uh, next month is uh, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, and then like you know like Totoro is like October or some shit. And then Spirit Away is always like at the end because it's yeah. like what people think is the best one. And so I'd never seen it in Sydney had, but she had been years and um, I- beautiful. I mean like. I heard it's, this is one of those ones, this is going to sound stupid, but like I feel like Spirited Away one is definitely the most well-known, right? It is the mm-hmm. most like yeah. known one of those, but I feel like this is one that, like, I don't want to say hipster, cause, but like, like it seems like if you don't, if you don't think Spirited Away is the best one, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, if you're one of those people like, um fucking what is it like reasonable doubts better than blueprint um yeah or fucking oh, yes, yes, still yes. max better than illmatic you know if you're one of those people yeah. you probably also think kiki's delivery service is better than spirit away. spirit away right, yes which is to yes, say yes, that yes. really it, it's either the best or a close second because in all those examples yes. those are all very close seconds i just feel like some people choose that because it's not the other one right yes 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 i mean i wouldn't I, I don't think anybody's going to say similar, like, nobody's going to say Toy Story 2 is the best Pixar movie. But if you're a hipster, you would say that. Right. Right? I, well, I think there's other better ones, but I think, you know, Toy Story 2 is a fucking masterpiece. But, you know, that, that shows you their hitting average, or their, you know, right. the, the hot street that they ran for, like, almost 15 years. And I feel like this is the same, where, like, dude, you watch it, and it's just, like, you get you come out of it, and I was like, it, it, it it's like, it just clicks. Right, you watch it's a fucking Danny DeVito gif where he's like, I get it now. Where it's like, it, it just like the story, like it just moves, right? It's like it, it's kind of like how we talked about Spielberg or 
I forget who else. Oh, uh, Bill Hader, where it just clicks right with right. him. And it's like this. It's like it's a story about finding your place in the world and what do you do with talent and what does it mean to have talent and is there a burden when you have this talent? What do you do when it goes away? And it definitely just fucking like it's nothing, right? Like it's like Jordan putting up 60 every night during his like MVP year and going like hitting all of the awards, right? Just right. like it's nothing, dude. Like it's a fucking LeBron alley-oop. Like, like <laughs> it's like it's light work. Um, and so I give it, 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 it you watching go, with it, I get it. Five out of five. It makes sense. Um, so that's Kiki's and then elemental new Pixar one. It's like minor Pixar. So it's like better than most movies. <laughs> um, but it's just like a nice, just simple, sweet animated movie. There's a romance at its center. It's mostly a romance movie. Um, I was telling Sydney house, we went to see it last night and early. Have you, have you seen the movie Zootopia? No, I know what you're talking about, but I've never seen it. With the animal, it's like different animals living together in a city. So it's a lot like that. But in that movie, you know, the, the the two odd pairing come together, and then they have to solve like some sort of like noir mystery. And the whole movie's like a mystery. And so this movie starts, and there's like a little mystery at the beginning, and the movie goes, eh, "Here's the answer. Fuck all that. It's about these two characters." And I was like, and it was such a like, it was a weird sensation in the theater because it was like. The whole time you're like, oh, okay, what's the next step? I'm gonna have to keep up with the story. And the movie goes, nah, fuck all that. We're just gonna give you these like, like these characters' love story. Enjoy it. And I was like, oh, that's a nice little break. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I think if you like Pixar's other stuff, watch it. I mean, if you want just a simple love story, watch it. It's if it strangely doesn't feel like a kids' movie, like it doesn't have like wacky hijinks. It's not Super Mario, but I think it's it's um maybe like. 10 or older would probably enjoy it. Not because there's violence or sex or language or anything, just because it's very thematically like aimed at, at, you know, the emotional sacrifices that our parents make. And what does that mean when you have to carry that burden whenever they, they've sacrificed so much? Like, does it mean that you have to carry with you or is it your responsibility to move past? Like that kind of like heavy lifting stuff that I think kids below 10 would be like, mommy, I want to see Mario smash a, smash a a, 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 a mushroom. I want to see Mario play Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong set to a 1980s song, Mommy. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that, that, those are the, the two animated movies. Um, what else What else uh, you got going on? Um, so as far as what I got going on, uh, I've got uh, not really anything new. Uh, I'm still playing Street Fighter Six. It's still going great. Um, uh, and then the other thing was is I'm waiting for Final Fantasy Sixteen to come out. It's supposed to come out tomorrow. Um, as of the time of recording, it will already be out. When this comes out, and I may have made a mistake, which is that I pre-ordered a physical copy because it came with like a steel book, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, I was like, I don't know, it'd be cool to have a steel book for this one, you know, just mm-hmm. the same reason some people want to have physical Blu-ray copies of movies they like. But anyway, so yeah. I was like, cool, ordered that. I pre-ordered it from uh, from Target, and like right now it says back ordered on Target. I'm like, how? Oh no! I'm like, how? I pre-ordered this in December. How is it back ordered <laughs> like this? There's no way there's that many people in line ahead of me. So, we'll see. Uh, I also saw a thing where some people said, like, because I Googled it just to see. And they were like, because it comes, and this remains to be seen, but because it comes directly from a distribution center and not a store, like, it mm-hmm. will say backordered because it's not hitting stock in the store. And so the store says oh. stock, and so it's automatically pulling that it's backordered. So, we'll see. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I, that, that makes sense because, like, I bought, so this past Tuesday, you know, a couple yesterday i guess yeah um they came out with the uh, avatar one and two blu-rays okay 
Um, and so the, 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 the second one came in like yesterday, like right when it came out. But the first one was the same, like you said, it was from Amazon. And it was like, not coming until July 15th. And I was like, so then why did I pre-order it? Right? Kind of like how you said, it. I was like, why did I pre-order it? If I could have just gone to the fucking store on Tuesday right. and picked it up there, right? But then, you know, a couple days ago, it was like, oh, actually, Psych comes out in a week. And then today, I got a text that's like, actually, tomorrow. So, like, I'm getting it two days after the movie, you know, the, the right. disc, quote, quote, dropped. So, I, th- I think it's the same thing where I think they quite, haven't quite figured out how to tell people when you pre-order, like, yo, bro, like, okay, so technically, like, we don't want to tell you that we do have it because we don't, but it, we will have it. But, like, we don't want to say we will have it because yeah. what if we don't have it, right? right. Like, but... I I googled it and uh, they were like they're like and in the future basically everyone was like don't use Target anything but Target they're like <laughs> they're like if you use fucking Amazon like it's usually there like it it gets delivered the day it releases mm-hmm. GameStop gets delivered the day it releases they're like Target sometimes is like up to a week late I'm like, damn damn um, um Walmart I mean it wasn't a video game it was you know a Blu-ray it was Avatar two it came the day. Avatar's been well. Um, Amazon was is going to be two days late for Avatar one, but Avatar two had um, Walmart like the day of, yeah. and I did Walmart because they had the best. They had a different covers for different stores. Yeah, and I like Walmart's best. So that's kind of I don't know. Cool, not great. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. It's like it's a cool idea, but then I was wondering like, uh, what's the point? Like, why can't I just get the cover I want no matter where I shop? Um, yeah, but. Uh, I will, I think I would have done that if if the cover for the the Amazon one would it's like l- l- the worst one. Oh no! So I was, <laughs> that's why I actively did the Walmart one because the Amazon one is just it's like a it's like a, a still frame from the movie like them in the ocean. It's like ah oh, like them like turning around and I'm like why why did we use this one? Why don't we just like use it normal one? Yeah. And um, yeah, that's the only. I have reason, to look it but, up. Um, but I, I'm 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 with you like eighty percent of the time because I'm like why, like it's the same. It, Taylor Swift does this with her vinyls, which like every store has a different color, and I'm like, what if I just want the fucking red one? I don't want to go to goddamn Best Buy, right? Like just <laughs> right. So, but yeah, but I think if 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 like in this case, there was a specific cover that I really wanted. I was like, oh fuck it. I think I chose Target because Target was like. Here's a ten dollar gift card when you buy this. And I was like, "Fuck it, it's ten dollars cheaper, basically." And I just think I just like fucking. I think it fucked me. I think they I, they put the ten dollar <laughs> gift card in there because they knew I was gonna be mad when it comes in a week late. That's what they did. <laughs> like he can't complain. Then he'd have to give us two ten dollars back. Um. <laughs> but yeah. So uh, you know, hopefully that steelbook comes in. Uh, I sent you a thing. It was a. Uh, IGN gave it a 9 out of 10 because the reviews are just now spilling out. Um, which, you know, one of those things like, eh, it's pretty close to the release date for reviews to be spilling out, but they're all great. It's got like an 88 on Metacritic, which is pretty high, I feel like. I feel like. That's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it, I'm, I'm super excited. Also, like, I saw a lot when I clicked the Metacritic thing, I saw a lot of 10 out of 10 slash 100s where the big, and here's what I'm confused about. The beginning of the review, like, because I didn't read the review, I don't want to know a whole bunch of stuff about it. Mm-hmm. But like, half of them are like, "This game's not perfect," but I saw that. Is that what they were talking about? That tweet. There was a tweet that was like, "This game's far from perfect." A hundred, and I was like, and somebody was like, "Wait, how can this be?" I think is, it might have been this. It might have been. been. But what I have to imagine that means is that there's like some little things that don't work well, but like ultimately, it's either going to have a bunch of quality of life features. Or like, 
well, that, or it's going to be, like, super stylized and, like, have a very strong aesthetic that it's going for and pull that together at least. You know what I mean? Like, maybe there's there's story elements that don't really mesh right or it's paced poorly in certain spots, but, like, everything else as a whole is pretty good, so that's what I'm hoping for. But I saw, like, half of them were like, this game's not perfect, but... And I was like, okay, I guess... Uh, <laughs> it seems weird that this many people are willing to say this game's not perfect, but then give it, a be- like, a perfect rating. So, <laughs> okay with that, I guess. Um, so, I'm excited for that to, to land. Looking forward to that. Nice. Nice. So yeah, those are, that's all I've been watching or doing uh, lately. Um, anything mm-hmm. else for you before we uh, hit this um, other topic? I guess just super squeezing the movie uh, movie called Sanctuary, a tiny little indie where this guy and his dominatrix um, he tells her that he doesn't want her in his life anymore because he has to take over a company, and then the movie just kind of spirals from there. It's like one of those. All takes place in one day in one location kind of movies, but okay. um, it was interesting and it's nice to see a different kind of movie, kind of like how we talked. About, I talked about a couple weeks ago where about the the boogeyman or you hurt my feelings, where it's like, you know, just going out and seeing these. You know, I, I I'm able to, so I want to support them, but like nobody's gonna go see this, and I, I honestly don't think any theater is still showing it. So if you have a chance to see it on HBO Max, it's a nice little you know, ninety minute interesting drama. But uh, yeah, it's a sanctuary. Alright, uh, who's in it? Uh... Um, Christopher Abbott, he was in the show Girls. He was in this movie called um, On the Count of Three. He's in a bunch of tiny dramas. Okay, this, he has to, he... I think I think I see it. I think this is it. The reason what threw me off is it says it came out in 2022. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think it's been kind of like making like a like a uh, festival run. And I think it just finally gotcha. got released. Um, and it starts with uh, also uh, Margaret... Margaret Whaley, who mm-hmm. was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She was in the sh- Netflix show The Maid. And she was in The Leftovers. Gotcha. So she- they're both kind of like, oh, I've seen them in some stuff. I think The Maid is probably the biggest thing that either one of them has been in. But I think both of them are still waiting for like their big, big, like, this is the, the big breakout role. Right. Right. I got you. Um, so what'd you say, uh, what you, would you rate it? I know you said it was like a refreshing kind of genre to have yeah. pop up, but... Uh, mm-hmm. So I gave so yeah. Just to recap, I gave uh, Sanctuary four and a half, okay. Elemental four. No, sorry, sorry, Sanctuary four, Elemental four, Kiki's five, Transformers and the Flash. No, Transformers. I gave a three. The Flash three and a half. So basically, from best to worst, Kiki's Sanctuary, Elemental, the Flash, Transformers. Good deal. Um, so uh, we'll move uh, from that to the NBA Finals. Um, yep. The Denver Nuggets won. Uh, I... Alright, so like I... Once it was the Denver Nuggets and the Heat, I felt very confident it was going to have to be the Denver Nuggets. I just could not imagine a way that they could stop Jokic. They just don't have the guys. Uh, They don't have anybody big enough to deal with him. But then, they won game two. uh, And I was like, am I wrong? Like, is is there something I'm missing? Uh... I think it was game two. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but then Denver just came back and just kind of push, pushed them around and, and got done what they needed to do. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I was surprised. Like, I, I'm surprised they beat Phoenix as badly as they did because that was a team where people were like, now that Kevin Durant's here and everybody, it's going to be a juggernaut, and they just got washed. And then mm-hmm. it was uh, who else? Phoenix. It was the Lakers. They swept the Lakers. Yep. 
Lake, yep, Phoenix, Lakers, uh, and then the final, I can't remember who they played in the first round. Uh, but then the, uh, who was it? I don't know. Oh, it was the Timberwolves. Timberwolves. Okay, yeah, that was a joke. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so then they beat the Heat. Um, and, uh, man, I just, so that's, in three years, Jokic has two MVPs and a championship. And I don't actually know off the top of my head, but I'm assuming he has to be finals MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, two MVPs, a finals MVP, and a championship in a three-year span. Very solid resume. Uh, yeah. to and I think even, like, like a bunch of all-pros, I think he's been first team. I think, well, of course, he, you know, MVP is probably, I think he was first team this year as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um that team is just stacked, honestly. Like, it's got Jokic, Jamal Murray, the big ones. I mean, Michael Porter Jr. is your third best player. It's pretty good. And Aaron Gordon is your fourth best player. It's, like, wild. <laughs> like, he was the Magic's best player, and now he's your fourth best player. Um, yeah. So, that's that's pretty good. And I, I don't think any of them are... I don't think any of them are hitting free agency this year. Uh, no, I think the only one was that Bruce Brown, Bruce, something Bowden. It was one of the role players. He was going to hit free agency. But you're right. Everybody else who's like even remotely a name is pretty much locked up. It's going to be like the start of a dynasty, right? Somebody said, I forget who it was on Twitter. They were like, this This is like the Warriors in 2015 kind of win. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, I just don't. I don't see how they don't continue this. The the other thing too is, I mean, like, talk about it before, but like, uh, Jokic uh, does not have a game that ages poorly. Like his game, right. he's like, yes, yeah. mm-hmm. I just kind of fucking stand or I stand here. I kind of just push you around to get to where I need to go. I make good passes. I take, I take ugly ass shots that go in a lot. Like, <laughs> so. Um, and the crazy thing is that, like, and you know, it, it, it's like one of those things where, like, I could see. Like if he was any other anybody else with this kind of game, I'd be like, oh, they're gonna be not ring chasing, but they're gonna keep trying until the end. Right. Where with him, if they squeeze maybe one more in, if he's like thirty two and he's like, you know what, I'm just kind of done. Like I don't want to play anymore. He could he's just gonna retire. Like yeah. it would one hundred percent not surprise me if he retired coming off of like a twenty and ten season. Right. Um. So, so yeah. Uh. Just that. Uh. It's a wild thing to think about. They were very dominant. Uh. This this postseason. Um, so that'll be interesting yeah. to see going forward. Yeah, I think I mentioned to you one time when we were recording a couple weeks ago where before they lost game two, they hadn't lost in like a month and some change because they lost, they won the last two in Phoenix. They swept the Lakers and they won the first, they had a week off yeah. and they won the, uh, you know, a week, uh, game one. And so they pretty much hadn't lost, like I think it's in like a month and some change, which is kind of nuts to say in the playoffs. Right. In the playoffs. Yeah. That's uh, it is nuts. Um, and especially in the West, which is the stronger conference right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was the NBA finals. Not a whole lot to talk about because they were so dominant, but I mean, yeah. Jokic played his ass off. Jamal Murray popped off for like yeah. 50 in a, I think a couple different games. Um, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Jimmy never really quite had like that big moment. Like he never was like, Oh damn, Jimmy's taking over. It, it felt like he was always looking for that game. Even the one that they won. You know, they kind of won it with the role players, but he never had that big, like, 36 and 10 game, right? It was just kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, a bit and, more... like, I don't – that's one of those things that, like, it's it's hard to say, right? Because this has happened to him now, like, two times. Um, 
where he just kind of wilters in the finals. But the, the, the difference is that, like, he's going so hard up to that point to get them there. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, he doesn't have that game. And I'm like, how much of that is just because he's fucking... He's been having nothing but those games for fucking... Like, you know what I mean? Like, like he's been putting 110% effort in for... Especially the Celtics series, which turned into a seven-game series. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, man, it's just got to be worn the fuck out. He's um, just tired. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I do wonder, yeah, I wonder what it would have been like if they had just closed the, the game when they were up 3-1, right? Right. Like, if they had just, like, I wonder if it maybe, maybe the Nuggets still win, but maybe it's, you know, in six games, may, maybe seven. But, you know, uh, uh, you know, it just feels like they would have had more of a chance if they had just fucking put the Celtics away. Yeah. Um... So yeah, NBA Finals. Um, and then I see here on the bottom you've got a uh, you've got one more topic that I didn't know about, but I can tell you're not happy about. <laughs> yes, pain, <laughs> intense pain. As I announced that Avatar two, uh, three, four, and five have been delayed. <laughs> what did any idea what caused it, or is it just like just regular generic delays? Or I I I. I... I want to say that I think the writer's strike has been, has made not a not, has made a not, not huge impact on it. I think it kind of has just been like sort of like this thing that just has pushed everything back. Um, so I think originally it was, and I think also probably like, you know, they were like, well, you know, we'll just, we have the technology, we'll make these movies. And they probably, you know, made two and were like, fuck. That was actually really hard. <laughs> and we have the technology. It just takes a lot of time and you have to do so much for it. Like, you know, everything that we've seen in the making up for two, whether it was the quarter crew stuff or the stuff on Twitter or whatever, it just seems like such a fucking gigantic endeavor. And for me to, I mean, I'm sure I'm, I mean, you know, they're our world class artists and James Cameron's you know, an all time director. So I'm sure they're, they're more used to it than, than, than I am. But for me, like when I finish something and I'm like, fuck, that was hard. I gotta do it three more times. Oh my <laughs> god! Right, and so I'm sure they just need more time. And so, I th- and the original schedule was every two years on the even years, so 2022, 24, 26, and 28. But then now it's Avatar three is in 2025, four is in 2029, Oof. and then five is in 2031. <sighs> Bro, what? What are these? <sighs> Man, I don't know. What like? <laughs> I just can't imagine a studio deliberately planning eight eight things eight years out. I mean, yes, I know I mean, it's happening, but like, if you told me any game was announced and then came out eight years later, I'd be like, it's gonna be dog shit. Like, it, like it, it went through so many fucking problems on the way there that it's just gonna be awful. And, and no way, yeah, and th- that's not the case with this because you also have two movies getting made before that last one. But ultimately, it's still just like, damn, that's a it's a big commitment to like be like eight oh, yeah. years from now we will have the fifth avatar movie you know what i mean and i feel like they're probably emboldened by the fact that it had been i don't know how long since the first one and the second one did very well again so yeah yeah that's what i was gonna say i think i think had it been had the second one come out it made what's a movie that made money but not a lot of money like Damn, I can't even think of one because these years, these days, it's like feast or famine. Like you don't just make like a movie and it makes money. It either makes all the money or it makes no fucking money. <laughs> so if it were to be like you know two fifty in here in America, you know, right. opened to like forty mil, fifty mil, made legged it to like two hundred fifty million, 
maybe 600 million worldwide, maybe 700 million worldwide. I think they would have just said, you know what? Avatar 3, that's kind of it. We'll just wrap it up there kind of thing. Yeah. But I think the fact that Avatar 2 didn't just come out, it came out and became the third highest grossing movie of all time worldwide. And like, I think number seven or eight in domestic, like fucking gargantuan. Yeah. They were probably like, you know what? We could probably do it, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And it just blows. And it's just so weird being on the other side of it. Because I remember last year around this time, you know, you had articles from James Cameron. He was like, jokingly, I think, or, you know, tongue in cheek. He was like, well, you know, to... For this thing to break even, we spend so much money, it would have to be the third biggest, third or fourth biggest movie of all time. But that's ridiculous, right? And then the motherfucker goes out and does it. Right. So the fact that it's just like, I'm like, sure, whatever, like delay it. We'll get there if we get there. Yeah. But still, it just sucks because, you know, I did love two and it just means another year that it got pushed back. But I'll be... Somebody put, they were like, how old will you be when the fifth one comes out? And I think they, I'll be 38. And I was like, fuck. Oh, man. That's how the series ends. I'll be 38. <laughs> what the fuck? And then they were talking, they were looking at the at the rest of the cast. And like Sam Worthington will be like 55. Zoe Saldana will be like 53. And like all the older actors, like Stephen Lang, who plays the bad guy, and Sigourney Weaver, they'll all be like 70 something, 80 something when the series ends. So just... James Cameron himself will be 76. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, bro, you need to stop. He's, he's going to get done with four. It's going to be another strenuous project. He's going to be like, I got to stop. <laughs> like, imagine finishing three, and you do that whole thing. You do everything that you had to do for one, everything you had to do for two, everything you had to do for three, and then you got to go on fucking tour and promote the movie and go on premieres. And then somebody taps you on your shoulder and you go, hey, man, you have to do this two more times <laughs> by the time that you're 76. Like, how do you not just go, fuck this? You know what? I'll <laughs> you give it to Robert out. Rodriguez. I'll, be, I'll give it to Robert Rodriguez, and I'll be at the beach, you know? Yeah. I'm going to just be in... I was... So I was... <laughs> I was going to say he's just going to be at the bottom of the ocean, but... <laughs> oh, but, but that's not, yeah, yeah, it's not guaranteed these days. Because um, but... didn't he do that? Didn't he go, like, wasn't that one of the things he did was he just went, like, super deep into the oceans, like, for... Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, like, his thing. He's done, like, at this point, dozens of trips down there and, like, those, like, little subs and, um, you know, he did it for Titanic, he did it... You know, after that, he did it for Avatar, you know, before Avatar. It's like his thing, right? So. Shout out to uh, to that other sub that's not doing so the well. The other though. sub that. Well, it's kind of weird if, you know, we're, we're, we're talking this right now. And then, you know, when people listen to this, God knows, you know, I'll, when I listen to this episode back, you know, who knows where we'll be by then. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, um, yeah, just pain. Just, just, just sadness. <laughs> Just delays and sadness. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think that's the episode for this week. Um, if you want to catch me, you can catch me at Moneybags on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Evercastro92 on Instagram. You can catch the podcast at DiffAnimalsPod on Instagram and Twitter. Or you can email us, DifferentAnimalsPodcast at gmail.com. As usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we'll catch you all in two weeks. Later. Peace.